This episode of Proper English is brought to you by more words to describe the weather, the idiom as cool as a cucumber, and this week we're introducing a new feature. What's the difference? And I'm Dave. And we'd like to welcome you to our podcast, which, as you know, is called Proper, Proper English. English. If you're learning English and you want to know the correct words to describe cold or windy weather, if you get stuck thinking of how to describe acting calmly, if you're puzzled by the difference between conscious and conscience, then Proper English is just the thing for you. So, today we're going to continue with a topic we introduced a couple of episodes ago. We're going to talk about the weather again. Yes, last time we concentrated on the rain, a subject close to every Brit's heart. Although, to be fair, here in central Portugal, we're getting our fair share at the moment. You're not kidding. It's a good job we live on a hill, because otherwise we'd be getting the wood together to build an ark. <laughs> well... I might be exaggerating a bit. Mind you, you remember we were talking about the floods we had in Sheffield in 2007? Oh, yeah. Well, three days after we published that episode, Sheffield had terrible floods again. I know. Hundreds of shoppers had to stay in Meadowhall Shopping Centre overnight because it was cut off by flood water from the River Don. Yeah. The Don burst its banks because there was a month's rainfall in one day, apparently. Wow. Who knew it would happen again? Spooky. Oh, perhaps next episode we should talk about winning the Euro Millions lottery. Ah. You never know. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> now we're approaching winter, so it's time to wrap up warm. Big, thick coats with fur-trimmed hoods. Parkers, we call them. Mm -hmm, and woolly jumpers. Thermal underwear, which sometimes we call long johns. Scarves. And fur-lined gloves. And bobble hats. And ski pants and boots. These are a few of my favourite things. Thank you, Julie Andrews. <laughs> I must admit, I don't like winter all that much. Oh. But I do love all the toasty warm clothes and drinking hot chocolate. And hot toddies. A perfect winter drink. Lemon juice and honey with a tot of whiskey topped up with hot water. Lovely and warming. I know that the winters in the UK and Portugal don't hold a candle to Russian winters. For instance, as we're recording this, according to Google, it's 8 degrees Celsius in Sheffield, Brr. 12 degrees centigrade here in central Portugal, Bit warmer. and 8 below zero in Moscow. <laughs> Incidentally... It's worth noting how Ali described the temperatures there because it's something that often comes up with our italki students. Mm -hmm. As you would expect, there are a few different ways to express the temperature in English. And also, you might have noticed that Americans use the Fahrenheit temperature scale rather than the Celsius or centigrade. That's true. Centigrade is another rather old-fashioned name for the Celsius scale, which was named after the 18th century Swedish scientist Anders Celsius. And that was a bit of a tongue twister. It was, but I goat. <laughs> <laughs> and did you also realise that the British newspapers like to use... Fahrenheit when it's hot because then they can say oh it's 99 degrees <laughs> and centigrade when it's cold because they can say it's minus five. <laughs> ah, it's true yeah I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> okay let's have a quick break from weather words. It's time 
for Idiom of the Week. When somebody is calm and composed, self-possessed and relaxed, particularly if they find themselves in a difficult or tense situation, we say that they're as cool as a cucumber. But why do we say that, Dave? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ali. According to my extensive research on the internet, I googled it in other words, (laughs) this idiom has been around since the 1600s because apparently, even in hot weather, the inside of a cucumber remains cooler than the air outside it. Cool. Exactly. Anyway, back to the main topic. Some of the words we use to describe the weather can be used in other less meteorological situations. For instance, the word frosty can be used to describe the frozen dew on blades of grass on a winter's morning, and you would call it a cold and frosty morning. Mm, But in a different situation, mm, for instance, if Dave forgot to get me a birthday present, he would get a frosty reception from me. Just as cold as the winter's morning, I can assure you. (laughs) And another one you can use in different circumstances is a dry spell. In the summer here in Portugal, quite often from July to September, we don't get any rain. And this is known as a dry spell. But if you're a footballer or an artist, perhaps, and you haven't scored a goal or sold a painting for a long time, you could say that you're going through a dry spell. Vincent van Gogh had one heck of a dry spell. Only ever sold one painting in his lifetime. Apparently. Oh, and then the stormy. We know that thunder and lightning and changes in temperature and air pressure and rain and hailstones are all features of stormy weather. But if you have a difficult relationship with someone filled with argument and disagreement, passion and heightened emotions, both negative and positive... You can say that the two of you have a stormy relationship. Yeah. There's one for wind as well. Mm-hmm. You can also say that you blow hot and cold with someone, which means that sometimes you like that person and sometimes not so much. Mm. And now we're introducing a new feature. I hope you like it. It's called What's the Difference? What's the difference? It's the first in an occasional series inspired by my iTalki student Eugene in Moscow, who has been mentioned a couple of times before because he's always asking interesting questions. Mm. And this is one he asked last week. What's the difference between conscious and conscience? Good question, this one. They both come from the same Latin root. Conscio, meaning to know or be aware of. Conscious is an adjective describing the state of being awake, being aware of your surroundings. For instance, the patient was conscious and I could have a conversation with her. You couldn't if she wasn't? No. It'd be a bit of a monologue, really. Just leave it. Okay. (laughs) Whereas, conscience is an abstract noun, meaning knowledge within oneself or having a moral or ethical awareness, an idea of right and wrong. Jiminy Cricket's advice to Pinocchio, for instance, that was to always let your conscience be your guide. Your conscience is your inner understanding of the right thing to do in any given circumstance. So there you are, Eugene. Hope that helps. And here we are at the end of another episode of Proper English. 
We hope you've had fun listening in on our conversation. Please tell everyone you know about us. Your friends, your family, anyone who's studying or learning English. And don't forget to like this episode and leave us a nice review and subscribe to us on your favourite podcast app. Or you can email us at properenglish or one word at sapo.pt if you have any questions about the subjects we discuss in this or any episode or if you have suggestions for future podcasts. And of course, you can join us on Instagram or Facebook where you can ask us any questions you might have about English grammar and you never know, in a future episode, we might answer your question right here. Mm, so until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper, Proper English. English.